Oh, we're going. Oh. <laughs> Daniel, how's this for an introduction? What? Are you ready to start the show? Yeah! Yeah! Sign on a window says lonely Sign on a door says no company allowed Sign on a street says you don't own me Sign on a port says three's a crown Sign on a port says the three's a crowd. All right, and because three's a crowd, I'm here today with my friend Kelly. How's it going, Kelly? It's good. I'm just one. I get it now. Three's a crowd. There's only two of us. There's only two of us. <laughs> and God. once we get a third someday, it'll then be a crowd. We'll use a different thing song. No, we'll just acknowledge the other person as being part of the crowd, oh. and that we'll just discount everything that they say. So this week we listened to uh, 1997's Cold Irons Bound off of the Grammy Award winning yeah. record, which we talk about way more than I ever thought we would. The Radiohead beating. The Radiohead destroying. Time out of mind. spend a week with the song so kelly how was your week with cold irons bound it was good i really liked the song a lot uh it instantly has like a fun kind of funky groove thing to it um with like dark tones to it it immediately made me think of the song red right hand by nick gave and the bad seeds i'm not familiar i don't think it's uh it's kind of like the theme song for the scream movies which i oh. really dug a lot still i love them so much um so yeah, i think do. it plays in every movie all right we'll play it we'll play it below yeah and it's uh it's kind of it's got that kind of horror like spooky kind of feel to it where it's got like just dark chords and i don't know it's a lot of fun so i like that a lot yeah where the viaduct looms like a bird of doom as it ships and cracks. Where secrets lie in the border fires and the humming wires. Yeah, man, you know you're never coming back across the square. I thought the intro was really Pink Floyd-y because that guitar, the way that it's like that noise. It kind of sounds like The Cure a little bit too. They have a song um, called Burn. I was on the Crow soundtrack. You can kind of tell what teenager I was. It's not great. I'm watching Scream and the Crow and crying myself to sleep. Like, 
bad. Uh, so uh, no judgments here. Uh, but yeah, it's that like weird kind of otherworldly guitar sound at the very beginning. It doesn't carry it through, but um, like you would almost feel like it's a weird organ sound, like the wow wow wow. They do that in Pink Floyd songs a lot too. Breathe specifically, I thought of uh, Pink Floyd with that intro, but I like yeah. Well, I think yeah, and it also sounds like something that uh, Daniel Lanois, who was the producer, produced. A lot of bands in the 80s including bob dylan on oh mercy 1989's oh mercy but he also worked with um you know u2 and a lot of bands like that so i think that's sort of that tonal thing is i think something that's important and people have pointed out in other records that he's done yeah i love the intro i just love the way it just kind of bursts to life and time out of mind the album is kind of you get this flow of back and forth of sort of an upbeat song and then you kind of drift down into the valley and this is one of those weird ones because it really starts with nothing. So you kind of leave uh, where we leave off in the record and sort of tumble down here. And then it sort of jangles to life where it's like every musician is basically walking into a room. If it sounds like, and they're just like sort of picking up the instrument and this oh, yeah. guy is signaling to them to like, like we got, I got to say this. And they're like, yeah, okay, I'll get my bass on. I'll get my stuff ready. And they're just like kind of burst off into life. It does have that feeling, like almost like a jam band situation. Like, oh, yeah. hey, you guys, getting down. Let's well, and do I think this. The, the, and the power of it too is like the whole time it almost sounds like this whole thing is gonna propel off into the universe and spiral out of control. But it's like we constantly. It's almost like Bob Dylan is sort of the ringmaster, and his lyrics pull us back down. So when we're about to go off, he sort of drags us back into the next verse, and it's like, okay. We wanted to spiral off to the sun, but now we'll stay here for the moment. We do have an album to finish, but I, I don't know. The music is so strong on this song. It's so beautiful and haunting. Yeah, you get that organ, that, that mm. the vibrations in the background, just having that throughout, I think is, I think that sets it. Well, we talked about that too. with Tangled Up in Blue, where we just had the organ oh, pressed not. down. But I know, so this is good. We're, this is a good organ. <laughs> this is a much better organ. This is understandable, expected organ, not like, why won't someone stop organ? It is, it is beautiful. And I love the way the music, you know, this was pointed out elsewhere, but the music, it almost sounds like, um, you know, we're in the studio, obviously, for this band that are playing, you know, it's crazy terrifying type of music and then you've got bob dylan who sounds like he's in an airport hangar which is ironic because i just moved into this apartment uh in downtown portland and i have nothing here we're sitting on the floor right now and it's basically a cavernous echoing of nothing i can hear honking <laughs> horns outside and i don't know it almost sounds like bob dylan's voice would be in this ether and around me is this you know humming city that's moving about this this music line that he's just feeling in the air in the airport hangar where he's off talking about uh you know uh clouds of blood and uh and sad stuff <laughs> yeah the classic airport hangar full of clouds of blood yes so what do, so what 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 about the lyrics what about um so the the song to me cold irons bound uh, just looking at the lyrics i it sounds like somebody who's uh, tortured about returning to a lost love I took it as the the cold iron was a previously hot iron representing like a fiery passionate relationship Oh, and now it's gone cold so he keeps coming back to it right like there's lines where that's actually really interesting oh because I think I the modern it's like gonna be wrong well no <laughs> I, I never even thought about it that way because like the normal consensus is basically that I mean I, I think he was going through a second divorce at this time so you can read into that we've done that with Tangle Open Blue so you can roll down that but I think one of the, the stronger ones is like you know Cold Iron's Bound like 
steel handcuffs, you know, cold irons. I, I mean, that's how yeah. that's most people's interpretation. But I kind of like yours. It's you didn't even think of handcuffs. It didn't no, cross your mind because it's no. literally plural irons, not iron. Which no, would be no. Like a fire but what is cold iron. irons bound? I mean, nobody calls it irons. You know, I don't think handcuffs are the only. And I don't think prison. I mean, some people think that he killed this woman. Some people think that he's just dreading it. Uh, the kill one is a little. I mean, that's dark as shit. I well, mean, that's where we get some woman. Whoa. Well, I mean, that's where the clouds of blood is being let off into prison. Oh wow! You know, something like that. Oh, he does talk about something about seeing her outside of a church or something. There, I mean, yeah, that, it's interesting. Jeez, oh, that's really. Ugh. Yeah. Makes more sense for the red right hand thing oh. too. Thanks, Nick Cave. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but also, I think that it's kind of funny because. Um, you know, we talk so much about Tangled Up in Blue and that idea of divorce and like sort of his whole, you know, this optimistic type look at, on the future. You know, you're going to you're going to meet again. You're going to make it work. And then you have the real live version, which is like, F this, you know, <laughs> I'm right. One hundred percent. And, you know, 20, you know, 20, uh, 22 years later, here we are on this album and Bob's still kind of wrestling with this kind of stuff. But it's so much darker because death is sort of on the doorstep and it, it doesn't look as bright as it did when you're 30 and you can keep driving around on every avenue in the world. And now it's like, you know, if this, it, cause this feels like the end of someone's life. See, this is dark. It's this is dark. super dark. Cause like even just looking over it now, originally the, there's a, a verse where he says the walls of pride are high and wide. Can't see over to the other side. It's such a sad thing to see beauty decay. It's sadder still to feel your heart torn away. And I was like, he wants to go to this person, but the, he's too prideful and he doesn't want to see them be destroyed, but he doesn't want to leave. Yeah. Uh, so I was thinking of it more as like they did have a, a passionate relationship that was tumultuous, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and like they were doing something that was self-harmful and he just like couldn't stand to be around it, but he loved that person so much he didn't want to leave. But now it's now it's taking a turn and I'm like, oh no, maybe, maybe he killed her. Well, no, I think... That would be bad. Yeah. I mean, that's where your clouds of blood come in. Yeah, I know, but like, oh my god. Like, but I, but I, I don't know. I think that that's like way too extreme of. A, I think so too. I don't. I don't think it's that at all. But to like, it's such a sad thing to see beauty decay. Like, oh. I know, right? I mean, you read that now. I'm like, oh yeah, that is. That's dark. There's too many people. Too many, too many calls. I thought some of them were friends of mine. Chicago have torn me to shreds, which I was again taking this as a metaphor for a relationship. So <laughs> I was like, I had to leave Chicago because of you. You're so awful that I had to leave Chicago. <laughs> um, uh, your love, <laughs> I found my world. I found my world in you, but your love just hasn't proved true. I love you, but you're awful. That's the theme. <laughs> yeah. Just like with, um, like I want to be your lover. You kind of 
or, uh, or or even honest with me. Honest with me is probably a better a better one for this. If if it's consistent that he keeps thinking about this woman and keeps being pulled back, I feel like that same feeling is right here, where you have this twenty miles that you're going to wherever i mean it's almost inevitable there is no other road you're heading right there and even if our protagonist in our crazy civil war fantasy of honest with me his mind even if he was doing all of this stuff and even if he was important in american history american imperial history or even just local history in whatever town he ended up in his mind was always boom if you were only honest with me this one person like all of this stuff could have been different if you were just this way and i feel this is kind of the same thing we i think in relationships with with people even now it's like you get into these things where you just you're on a one track somewhere and it's hard to get off the track it's hard to move off and i think that this is almost facing the inevitability of you knew what i was when you signed up baby and here we are this is what happened i don't think you should be surprised i'm gonna keep showing up but i don't think you're gonna be there yeah Either because I killed you, <laughs> or you're eventually gonna just walk out under the clouds of blood and. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's the line about the whiskey's in the jar and the money's in the bank. Um, why a jar? I've never had whiskey in a jar. Um, what about a mason jar? I've got mason jars right, right over here in it's my not, stuff. You couldn't, but it's just like so whiskey in the jarro, Metallica, right? Whiskey in the jarro, which apparently is like an Irish folk song. Oh, okay. Okay. But why? We'll find that. So you have no insights into whiskey I don't jars. have any idea. Do you know well, I, when I heard whiskey jar, I just said, that sounds great. I'm going <laughs> to pour some in my mason jar and, right. you know, drink some. Sounds good. There's a line Maybe I've got some whiskey here somewhere. I don't know. That you can put in a jar so we can sing one song to <laughs> Well, so we can, yeah, exactly. There you go. We'll just There's bump a, some Metallica. I'm sure the neighbors would love that. Looking at you, and I'm on my bended knee. Cunnilingus? Question mark? That's obviously what he's talking about, right? That's, uh... And that's legitimately what I thought until you were like, probably marriage, though? Probably marriage, right? Probably marriage. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe, well, I mean, to be, to be serious. Yeah, probably a recounting of the past. You know, you're yeah. sort of seeing yourself on bended knee. I'm sure that's something people who have been engaged probably think about a lot. That moment, if they made it something special or... Or maybe if it was a terrible moment where they said no, you probably think about that all the time. Like, why did you do it then? Mm. I mean, maybe there's a little bit of mixed feelings and even being on bended knee right there. Yeah. So so you think the song is like somebody going towards their incarceration, towards their doom? I like that interpretation, yeah. I don't think any Bob Dylan song is going to have a simple yes or no answer, as we've talked about multiple times, where Bob will just say yes to everything right. uh, if we were confronting him right now. Um, I like your, I like the idea of a cold, you know, the co- a cold iron, you know. Cold iron. I like. I like the idea of that. Um, I think just reducing it down to to, um, to shackles is 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 too simple. But it almost just works on a total metaphorical level. And it you know those are these are simple ideas that you know Bob certainly plays with. But I also think that he he always subverts. And so when we're talking about bended knees and 
uh, all of these like tropes of like a, a good relationship and like what love and marriage are supposed to be and then or even or imprisonment you know i think he just turns those things on its head and i think it takes a lot of listens to kind of even to have these different interpretations so i think you i mean as you've said before you listen to it and you the first couple episodes you took it very literally mm. and this time i i can already see i mean we're starting this metaphorical process and we're only four episodes in uh, we have 600 plus to go so <laughs> this is good to start yeah expanding what it is uh to be now we also something very uh interesting as well is i i'm not a musician you i, I played in a punk band when i was in high school we we're pretty good have some recordings of that you were I was in, like a marching band and a jazz band in high school, but nothing really outside. Can of. you read music? Yes. Or? Okay, so the, I mean, there's this concept of, of of mathematical music that Bob Dylan brings up in his book Chronicles Part One that was released in 2004, which we'll eventually read in some world. Um, but I want to talk about that for a moment. Now, this is something way above, way above my pay grade. Um, something I don't fully understand i can give you a couple chords i can play a couple chords but i don't really know how they all work together but i want to quote bob dylan almost verbatim from chronicles just to kind of maybe wrap our heads around it and i might just leave it there uh maybe we'll come back to it as we start to get deeper into this but i'm just going to go ahead and quote dylan and then um we'll leave mathematical music behind for for the moment so okay quote popular music is usually based on the number two if you're using an odd numerical system, things that strengthen a performance begin to happen. In a diatonic scale, there are eight notes. In a pentatonic scale, there are five. If you're using the first scale and you hit a two, five, and seven to the phrase and then repeat it, a melody forms. Or you can use the two three times, or you can use four once and seven twice. The possibilities are endless. I'm not a numerologist. I don't know why the number three is more metaphysically powerful than the number two, but it is. Passion and enthusiasm, which sometimes can be enough to sway a crowd, aren't even necessary. You can manufacture faith out of nothing, and there is an infinite number of patterns and lines that connect from key to key. And just looking at the song, uh, just noted online, it looks like the song is in B-flat, the band is in B-flat major, Dylan sings in B-flat minor, um... And even just trying to wrap your head around the chords and the way that it all flows together, uh, even the ear for, for trained musicians seem to fail uh, with a song like this. And I think that comes back to just the idea of this band sort of rollicking through and just kind of losing their minds uh, a little bit and playing some fun chords. But, um, you know, I've read that it sort of changes from, you know, uh, verse to verse. It's just they kind of are playing something different every time and it's not something simple to keep up with um as to that jargon i don't really know what's up with that but if there's one person out there known for not giving all the information or talking in every circle you can possibly see on the horizon it's bob dylan so we'll leave mathematical music behind for the moment and uh and just get back to uh the task at hand do you prefer songs with a subtle or obvious message with a what a subtle or obvious message. A message? You mean like, what's wrong with a message? Well, like Eve of Destruction and things like that. Do I prefer that to what? I don't know, but your songs are supposed to have a subtle <coughs> message. A subtle message? <laughs> well, they're supposed to. <laughs> Where'd you hear that? 
<laughs> in a movie magazine. Oh, <laughs> Do you think of yourself primarily as a singer or as a poet? Well, I think of myself more as a song and dance man, you know. <laughs> and that's it. So that's Cold Iron's Bound. Uh, shorter episode than normal. Um, we are sort of squatting in this house. So I do need to put my stuff away um, just to get ready. So this is a new chapter for, I think, the podcast and for us. Um, we're also starting a podcast just kind of like where we hang out and talk about Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. So we'll link that below as well. Um, feel free to listen to that. Um, and if you're listening in the future sometime, we've probably done a bunch of episodes. Uh, we're following the show as it ran on TV, so we'll take summers off and everything like that. So it'll be a, a long project just like this is a long project, so feel free to do that. And then I think we're going to just start ex- experimenting with books and with other medium as well uh, as we get more used to this. Podcast Empire. Podcast Empire, <laughs> starting with Bob Dylan. But this is really, uh, in my head, the the bread and butter. This is the thing I want to perfect the most. So uh, if you have any suggestions or, or any thoughts on this episode and you're listening whenever, please feel free to let us know because we're definitely open to any kind of criticism or positive feedback or whatever the hell you want to do. Uh, but this is a part of the show where we sort of talk about our week uh, as it was and what we were kind of watching, doing, and what we recommend uh, maybe for people to listen to, read, watch uh, for the upcoming week. So, Kelly, how was your week um, with everything, and, and what would you what would you recommend? I watched uh, The Good Place, which is the other Mike Shore So NBC show. is, like, <laughs> cashing some checks over here. Yeah, they're all just good. I can't help it. They're but, great, yeah, The huh? Good Place is so, so funny. And you finished it in, like, two days. So. Yeah, I know. Well, it's only 13 episodes, yeah, and it's half an hour show, so it sounds so bad. But, like... Yeah, it, it was. It's just so funny. I it's rare you get a first season of a show that's so strong. I mean, but yeah, it was fantastic. It was hilarious. Like, well, I think something also that I love about Mike Schur is that in relation to Parks and Rec, he said with any sort of TV show, you always you can basically. He wishes that he could make a TV show where you can throw out the first ten episodes you make and start with episode eleven because that's <laughs> when you fully understand the characters and their motivations and what's going on. And I think. It's interesting and applying that to even like this podcast. I mean, we have four episodes now that are vastly different mm-hmm. sound quality and structure wise. And I think it's interesting. You sort of learn, you learn things as you go along. Yeah. And I think he's a, he's a wise, uh, successful, smart, funny person. And there's a lot to learn from him. And yeah, if you haven't watched The Good Place, do it. Season two has been renewed for, so yeah. you can certainly uh, be up on that. Watch any that. music, any there's something that I wanted to recommend and I don't remember what it is. So that's, that's helpful. Listen to whatever you want. That's that's good. I have some very suggestions. Yeah, no, I've just because I've been moving, <clears throat> I've been I've been listening to just stuff that's been coming out recently. Um, the new Western Addiction album, uh, Tremulous is is great. They haven't released a record in like a decade, so I highly recommend that. Um, Stormzy who's a grime rapper out of out of Britain is incredible. Well, <laughs> that's, that's where they're all from. Because that's where they're all the from. I mean, I was going to throw a couple in there. Priests, uh, Nothing Feels Natural is is fantastic. Um, yeah, so lots of stuff. Um, we're going to probably have a couple of these things planned, so you'll see it in our podcast. So, Kelly, on the internet, where can we find you? I'm at Automaton Flux, which is hard to spell. But you can figure it out. Automaton. Yes. Automaton. F-L-U-X. Flux. I think that's good enough. Okay. And I am at Into the Roots. You can find us at SOTW Pod. Uh, pretty much that SOTW Pod. You can find it on Tumblr. You can find it on uh, Facebook. You can find it on Twitter. I mean, that's. Uh, you can also find it on 
fucking Instagram. So we'll be Instagramming our uh, setup for every recording that we do. Uh, you can also find us on Untapped because we have a beer with every episode. So you can see what we're drinking for any particular uh, recording session. Uh, so we are all over the place. Feel free to drop us a line. We're going to let you go early today. Um, and we'll be back next week with the next song. And so this is the part of the episode where we choose the next song. Oh, yeah. God, I almost forgot we needed to do that. I forgot that we were going to... I almost signed off without <laughs> picking the next song. It's literally my favorite Whoops. part of this entire this entire thing. So, all right. So we're going to go ahead. Uh, let me fire up the internet engine. Uh, so in the future, we'll probably share this, oppor- this this stuff, but I'm the only one with a computer here, so this is all me right now. All right. So I'm going to random.org. Uh, we also have a spreadsheet on our website, uh, sotwpod.com, where you can um, follow along. So right now we're going to randomize from uh, zero to 660. All right, so let me go ahead and pop that in. All right, and we got number 361. What is it? What is it? Oh, I got to scroll up. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a second. So anticlimactic. Oh, shit. Okay. All right, so this this is another first in our podcast. So we are going to be listening to our first record. Our first full album. You were a little trepidatious about me putting the albums on. Yeah, because it sounds like a terrible idea. I'm supposed to listen to an entire album and then like have... You have an entire Nazo. week to listen to an entire album. So this album is 1974. It's called Planet Waves. Planet Waves. It's got a couple you might... Well, it's got one you might know. Forever what? Young. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that... Uh, isn't it like... Is it Phil Collins or Rod Stewart or somebody? That's forever young. Oh, no. That's a different one. No. Oh. Anyways, so we're going to be back... <laughs> we're going to be back next week with our first album. So it might be a little bit longer of an affair because we're, we're going to talk about the songs and the album in general, but not the songs in particular because we are still going to have them in the list and everything like that. So join us uh, next week. I think you're going to find it's going to be better because you can like kind of just keep an album on play, you know, instead of like going into a playlist and listening to one song. This one's fun. I I will tell you, this one's fun. The band, you know, the band. Uh, Okay. Uh, So she's shaking her head now. (laughs) You do do know the band. You just don't know that you know the band, but the band, this is the last album that they, well, actually the first and last album they ever did with Bob Dylan and it's bouncy. It's fun. It's like kind of, I won't, I won't spoil it, but it's great. Uh, so I'm super into that. You know where to find us. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Love you. You're getting way too big for your boots. You're never too big for the boot. I got the big size toes on my feet. Your face ain't big for my boots. Kick up the you. Man, know that I kick up the you. Then why they try to suck the truth. How dare you to suck the truth? Look, you're getting way too big for your boots. You're never too big for the boot. I got the big size toes on my feet. Your face ain't big for my boots. Kick up the you. Man, know that I kick up the you. Then why they try to suck the truth. How dare you to suck the truth? When I come round there like a bad boy, do it. Run all the talking. Go on and do it Running through the party Bottle of Bacardi Rolls in my ear Saying storm don't do it Devil on my shoulder I don't lack Hit him with a crowbar I don't scrap Even when I'm sober I'm so gassy Right but there's no car And no match What are you talking about? Clown Stand down Never had a Mac 10 Or a Shea Pound You were never back then